Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are averaging 44 points, 17 rebounds, and 12 assists combined for these NBA Finals. And those aren't terrible numbers, but those aren't the numbers of superstars. And when you look at their efficiency, Brown's been 44%, not awful, but but not great. 35% is pedestrian from three. Tatum's at 34%, 45% from three. Maybe Tatum should take nothing but threes. But when you look at them, all the talk was Brown's 25, Tatum's 23. You look at their, they do have a young core. But this idea that just by default, because they have a young core, they're going to be competing for titles for the next three or four years. Sports doesn't always play out like that. Something can always interrupt. Something can happen, be it injury, contract, money, you name it. Remember that Oklahoma City team that was in the finals in 2012. Remember how talented they were. And they were actually younger. That core was younger. I think Durant and Westbrook were 22. Harden and Ibaka, 21. I mean, they were they were probably the youngest core in terms of star-like cores I've ever seen in the NBA Finals. And instantly I said, Miami's going to win. Now, obviously, LeBron was the best player in the world at that time, no doubt. D. Wade was probably still a top 10 player himself. Boss, a top 15 player. But I picked them because they were a talented veteran team. And throughout the history of the NBA, there are a lot of young and talented players. There have been, there are right now. But the teams that win titles, they're usually a little bit older than this. They're 26 and up. And they always have a veteran star or a key veteran six-man on their team. I know people talk about how Magic won it all when he was 19, but he was 19. Kareem was 33. Wilkes was 31. Cooper was 26, 27. Norm Nixon was in his mid-20s. Like They really weren't as young as these teams are. Even when Golden State won it their first time around, I think they were 26 and 27 years old. I'm not making excuses for Brown or Tatum because they do have enough veteran leadership in Marcus Smart, in Al Horford, along with their coach, who was a player, Coach Udoka, to help them find a way to get engaged. If you can't win with shooting, then you can win on 50-50 balls. You can get to the free throw line more. You can attack. Jason Tatum has 14 turnovers in this series. Jalen Brown has 10. That's 24 combined. In the last series, in the conference finals, Jimmy Butler had eight total turnovers. And that was from somebody who was the main scorer and shot creator from the Miami Heat. As gifted as he is, as many times as he attacks, Jimmy Butler values the basketball. Tatum and Brown can attack, but they got to value the basketball. And they have to pick and choose the right times to attack. Let's go. It's hard to argue with a strategy that's propelled your team to the NBA Finals. When you look at the way the Celtics are playing the Warriors, the drop coverage, it's consistent in what they've done throughout the postseason. But what I would say is this. 
when you were playing against Brooklyn, you did not have the ball movement or the body movement that you have against the Warriors. So it was easy to get your hands or get into the bodies of Kyrie, get into the body of KD. It was different, not to mention the supplemental parts. The role players weren't as good all around. When you played the Bucks the next round, as dominant as Giannis is, he's not running off screens. He's not hard to find. You know where he'll be. You know where he's going to attack. He has a certain mentality. He basically plays, and I've always said this, as a center, even though he can initiate from mid-post or in the open court. And the Bucs don't have the shooters or the ball movement that the Warriors have. And then you get to the conference finals against the Heat. Yes, injuries were a big part of what diminished Miami's offense. But you also saw they didn't really have a lot of shot creators on Miami as a whole. It was either Jimmy Butler, Feast, or Famine um, for the bulk of that series. So again, understanding what Coach Udoka and his coaching staff has done throughout the season, it, it makes you see the subjects are consistent in what they believe in when they're talking about defending the pick and roll. What I would say is when you're going up against Golden State, that's a different animal because you're defending the pick and roll and you're trying to play percentages and you think drop coverage, that protects the paint. But if you're going to play drop coverage on somebody like Stephen Curry, you're asking him to basically step into a jump shot and he's going to eat you alive. Even though Klay Thompson has not shot the ball well, or at least consistently, along with Poole and Wiggins, I understand the fundamental argument that you want to make. If you blitz Curry, he's smart enough and a good enough passer to pass out of that, which would, would it, it would create a mismatch. It would, it would create a four-on-three mismatch. I understand that. But it's a 2-2 series. If you've not slown him down, and to me, I would rather test the waters or a theory of can Andrew Wiggins drop 30 on me? Is Clay going to have a 30-point game or Poole get you 25 or 26? Someone other than Steph Curry at least try to invite that proposition. Someone other than him has got to beat you because right now you're saying Steph will get his but we'll slow the rest of them down. And to a degree, they have slowed Golden State down as a whole. But that's your thinking when you figure that Tatum and Brown will offset anything Steph has done. More importantly, you actually thought coming into the series, if you're a Celtics fan or even someone who thought the Celtics would win the series, like myself, that Tatum would be effective enough, he would be effective and impactful enough to offset anything that Steph did offensively. And he has not kept up his end of the bargain. So in a series, and with the game within the game, where possessions are critical, your best offensive player has got to do not just what his strength is, but attack in a variety of ways. We're constantly talking about he can attack, 
at all four levels. Jason Tatum can as well as Steph can. You're 6'10", though. Jason Tatum is a legit 6'10", with a handle. And he's going to the basket, but he's not going to the basket with force or strength. If he attacks the basket with force and they foul you, maybe this is a game. Or maybe going forward, you put your head down and say, hey, I'm going to shoot 10 to 12 free throws tonight, but I'm going to get myself engaged into this series. I'm going to find a way to generate offense even when I'm not shooting well. Steph Curry is averaging 34 points in these finals. Jason Tatum is shooting 34% for the finals. The Boston Celtics cannot win this series unless Jason Tatum has at least two big games. He's got to give them two superstar-like games. And I say superstar-like because I'm of the opinion as talented and as gifted he as he is, I have not... I'm not of the opinion that Jason Tatum has yet reached the level of superstar. I still think he's trying to reach that level. I still think he's trying to elevate to that next step. And as of right now, he is struggling to do so. There have been moments, more or less, when Jalen Brown has been the better player throughout this series. But he has struggled as well. As gifted as Jalen Brown is, his shot selection. And the way he forces the action too many times and traps himself, that's got to drive Coach Udoka crazy. Boston too many times in the fourth quarter breaks away from ball movement and goes straight to iso ball. And that plays right into the Warriors' hands. If you know how Steve Kerr and company play, you also know what they invite you to do. Golden State actually invites teams to take jump shots. They want to... Turn, it in, turn the game not just into a track meet, my jump shot for your jump shot. It really does come down to that. And knowing that Golden State has no shot blocking at all, even though Andrew Wiggins is terrific from the weak side, Looning's a very good low post defender, but he doesn't really uh, block shots or alter shots. What they have done really good, what, what the Warriors have been really, really good at, in this series is whenever Jason Tatum goes to the basket, he's seeing bodies. He's almost seeing ghosts. They're not fouling him, but they are challenging him. They're making him alter his shots. And rather than go hard, try to dunk it, go at force, he's shooting floaters or finesse shots around the, around the rim, and they're just not falling. I think going forward, it's a best of three. I said the Celtics had to win games three and four. And Jason Tatum had to lead them there to win this series. I'm not changing my pick. I rolled with Boston. But right now, 2-2, I'm not feeling great about my pick. I need the Celtics' two best players to play like stars. And I need their role players to stay in their lane. Marcus Smart is very much the Draymond Green for the Celtics, he can make timely shots, but his shot selection, especially down the stretch, late in games, has got to improve. He needs to be more of a creator than a scorer. And while no one expects him to stop Steph Curry, because it's not really a one-on-one -on -one battle, when you guard Steph Curry, you're going up against Steph's movement, along with Draymond, Clay, Wiggins, 
and anybody else that's on the floor with them. So, yes, Marcus Smart is the primary, but Al Horford on that screen or on the dribble handoff, he has got to come up. He's got to come up a lot further. Yes, it may create a sequence where he's one-on-one with Steph. Better he come up than he sink back and Steph launches a three. Coach Yudoka and company, if they want to take control of this series and still give themselves a legit chance to win it, they've got to mix up their defensive coverages. You can't blitz him all the time, but you can't play drop coverage and expect to win. I think the keys for game five tonight, if you're the Celtics, it's Jason Tatum. It's Jason Tatum and Robert Williams for the Celtics. For the Warriors, for whatever reason, I feel like this is one of those nights where Steph will play well, but it might be a night where Clay gives you 20 to 25, Poole gives you 25, and Wiggins drops 20. It feels like one of those nights Clay is going to make a big shot. It feels like maybe a Clay and the rest of the crew night. I'm not picking Golden State to win game five, but I'm not betting on the Celtics to win it either. I think game five is a pick 'em but it's going to be fun to watch going forward. We'll be back to talk about the results of game five on the next show. It's the NBA cipher next time.